running pretty much saved my life, I would say. I was an alcoholic from roughly from about the age of 18 until the age of 30. Um, And when I went sober, I I decided to, I knew I needed to change my atmosphere, my environment. So I moved out to Iceland and I lived there for about six years. And when I moved there, I I started to, you know, do a lot of um, self-analysis, look to myself, a lot of self-help. I started to practice a lot of mindfulness and started to go out for a lot of walks, listening to podcasts. And then I decided to run (laughs) and it was, and I couldn't believe how it made me feel. So I booked a, a 5k race up in um, the town I was in and I, and I managed to do it and it was great. And I got an okay time as well. I competed, you know, that was, that was the surprising thing. And I think that it was, dare I say it, I think it was one of the first things in my life where I felt a, a real, a real sense of achievement. That was the voice of Tom Mulchinock. Tom is a recovering alcoholic who speaks honestly about the mental health and addiction challenges he's faced and how running has helped him to tackle them. Welcome to another episode of the Running Tales podcast. My name's Craig Lewis, and this is the podcast which tells the extraordinary stories of everyday runners. Tom is now aiming to give back and raise awareness of mental health conditions by running 10 marathons in 10 different countries across a year. He's also fundraising for Calm, the campaign against living miserably, and has already raised almost £1,500. Tom has also embraced his creative side on this project, producing vlogs about his marathon adventures that can be found on his YouTube channel. But I started our conversation by asking him how and why he took up this challenge. So just after Christmas, I decided I was going to try and run a few marathons um, this year. And I looked at the schedule and I saw Paris was there on the August the 2nd. So I went for that. And then I thought, well, there we are, Rotterdam two weeks later. And my girlfriend lives in Holland. So I thought I'll book that one as well. I'm a, I'm, in, I'm in second year of mental health nursing, studying that at Surrey University. So um, this has encouraged me. I think this coinciding with uh, my running and me getting a bit more serious with my running and, and kind of deciding to do take on a few more challenges, I thought I might as well kind of raise some funds and um, raise some awareness, really. Not just awareness for the charity, but kind of see if I could maybe share my story a little bit to see if people can maybe relate and you know maybe encourage them to to, to step forward and, and really get some support for themselves you know whether it could be signposting them to certain services or if I was to maybe share stories of my mindfulness. So tell us what what, what is the charity you're, you're doing it for because we've, we've, we've mentioned that but it is a specific charity isn't it? I'd already heard of the, the, the charity CALM, so that's C-A-L-M, um, standing for the Campaign Against Living Miserably. I'd already heard about them, and I'd, I'd seen a few people on online doing some things for them, and I looked into it. I thought it was really good. I thought that the it just caught my eye. There's, there is other charities like mine, but I just jumped in with, with CALM. I thought I would just um, do, it, do it for these guys. So what I decided was I would take on 10 marathons in 10 countries uh, in one year. I'd have liked to have probably done more, but I've got my studying. So I'm studying mental health nursing at Surrey University at the minute. So I need to kind of <laughs> do my placements and my and my exams for that as well and such. So I booked Paris, Rotterdam, and then later on, for a couple of months later, I booked also three in a row. So it was three within four weeks. First was Luxembourg, and then I moved on to Stockholm, and then I two, and then after that was Tromsø, and they were all two weeks within each other. 
Um, so that was five already booked in then. And yeah, it's going all right. I was, I, it blew me away how much support I got from family and friends. Um, I reached my target quite quickly. It slowed down a little bit, but that's just understandable. And what I'd like to do with the project is try and reach a wider audience to see if um, I can get some conversations started, if I can, you know, it might encourage me as well. Well, what I'm going to, how I'm going to do that is see if I can, I'm actually going to see if I can start a podcast myself, actually, to talk about mental health and, you know, how things like running has has helped people. Brilliant. I oh, know that'd be great. Um, I just wanted to ask you quickly about Calm and the work they do, because you say you've met your target and you, your target originally was, I think, £250. You absolutely smashed it within like... Yeah, actually, I keep moving it up. I don't really know what's the best way of doing it. I keep moving it up and down because it's, it's it started. I thought I'd only really get 100 or something like this. You're right. And then I moved it up to 250 I think. And um, people have been so generous and so supportive. You know, I was a bit unsure. It's not that I doubted my friends and family or anything like this, but it's just that natural thing. It's mental health, you know. I don't know, maybe a few years ago, people might have been tended to more go, you know, you know, for cancer and such. And you wonder, because of the stigma, whether or not there would be an issue there or, or it would just go a little bit quiet and, and such. But uh, I stuck to my guns, really, which I'm getting a bit used to with this. It's given me a lot of confidence slowly to talk about these kind of things, you know. And that's that's when I, I don't know how I came across your podcast, but I, I just saw it somewhere and I just sent you that message to say, you know, I'd be willing to talk about this. It'd be really nice. And I think that that was a, that was a big step for me because I'm doing this for me also, because, you know, I've struggled with mental health issues in the past and I still do. So I'm, 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 I'd like to think that this will get me out my shell a little bit so that I can, I believe I do have some stories to tell that I think it's not advice. It's kind of like, I think that sharing stories is really good. I'm really interested if, if with, to whatever degree you're happy sharing really about what problems you've you've gone through because what I then want to kind of obviously get to it's being a running podcast and all that is how how running has been one of the things that presumably has helped you to overcome some of them but I think to get there we sort of need to know what you've what you've been through if that's okay yeah absolutely that's no problem running I think I don't think I could overstate this running and well activity in general like running pretty much saved my life I would say I was an alcoholic from roughly from about the age of 18 until the age of 30. Um, And when I went sober, I I knew I needed to change my atmosphere, my environment. So I moved out to Iceland and I lived there for about six years. And when I moved there, I I started to, you know, do a lot of um, self-analysis, look to myself, a lot of self-help. I started to practice a lot of mindfulness and started to go out for a lot of walks, listening to podcasts. And then I decided to run. (laughs) And it was, and I couldn't believe how it made me feel. I, I knew I needed something to help me with um, scheduling and I knew that I couldn't just go out and I'd already heard stories of people who just go out and kind of try and run 5K, exhaust themselves, feel a bit terrible and then kind of give up. So I, I got one of the apps that there is like the five to, I think it's, was it the, the couch to 5K? It was, I just stuck to it for a while and I thought, well, hang on a minute. I think I'm probably going to be able to do this. So I booked a, a 5K race up in um, the town I was in which is Akureyri, it's called Akureyri, and it's in the north, pretty much on the Arctic Circle. And they had a like a race where it's 5K, 10K, half marathon. And I decided to book myself in on the 5K. And yeah, I think, and I, and I managed to do it, and it was great. And I got an okay time as well. I competed, you know, that was, that was the surprising thing. And I think that it was, dare I say it, I think it was one of the first things in my life where I felt a, a real, a real sense of achievement. 
And I think that was really rewarding for myself. And it is very similar to other people's relationship with running. You get that book and you get that. And I did take a little bit of time off before I booked her the next one. I booked her half marathon a couple of years later in the same town. And I ran that. And I think that that really helped me. That cemented my love for it. It wasn't until 2021 that I decided to take on a marathon. And that's when I really, since then, since the beginning of 2021, I haven't really let up with training. It's been such, um, it's, it's it's helped my uh, mental health nonstop. And I think that, yeah, it's almost single-handedly helped me with my uh, mental, with my mental health for sure. It's taught me discipline. It's taught me what it's like, what goals and targets, how goals and targets can can help you out, you know? Because it's 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 all right to just concentrate on the day-to-day, moment-to-moment, but it's nice to look ahead and um, have something booked in and worked towards. Yeah, and I, I think it's been it's been a fair few years now that you've been sober, hasn't it? So I'm presuming has, has Ronnie really been a massively important part of keeping that that going? Because I'm I, I would guess it's it's not an easy journey to have to go through, and it's a constant journey, and it kind of never ends, does it? Not at all. It's it's part of my identity, I think, which is really cool. It's nice to have that. And and I think that I've been seven and a half years sober. Um, it'll be eight in December. I think I was uh, listening to um, a lady talking on your podcast recently, and it kind of, re- I really, it resonated with me. I think you mentioned something about you can have a bit of a love-hate relationship with running. It's very, you know, you've got to be kind of very cautious not to possibly, I think you alluded to the fact that you've got to be cautious not to to rely on it too much. Yes, yeah, an interesting. We've had that a couple of times with 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 running in terms of like it, it can. I, I think that was a, a conversation we had with a lady called Hannah Phillips, who uh, admitted to having a few mental health problems herself along her journey, which is just an amazing journey. But she kind of said that while running was helping her all the time and was great and saved her life much as much as you said it did for you, she said in the end she needed some therapy and some other help because running was also potentially becoming a sticking plaster where she would go out she'd feel better after running but it wasn't necessarily solving any of the problems in her life massively I think that's a really I think it's a massive point I think it's it's difficult to approach people who who have maybe had some trauma in the past and who are now uh, running and uh, and it's difficult to kind of I think for them and others to kind of discover that there's there's probably other things you can do you know it's um for me I realized about a year ago that I probably was pushing it a little bit too much and whenever there was tension I would just go out and run and I think I was relying on it too much and that's when I moved a lot more to take to take meditation a lot more seriously I needed more tools in my toolbox there came a point where I felt the time was right to see a counselor and that's what I've been doing for the past few few months now and it's been hugely beneficial and I think that there's a number of things that can work in tandem with each other um, to help mental health so I think that it's it's good to have a number of tools I think rather than just to rely on ones so that's something to be certainly cautious of I, I make sure I, I talk to people about certain things and not and not and not bury it deep and just run out you know just go out for a run yeah and, and I, th- I think it's it's really interesting with running how running does does help it gives you that endorphin boost but I, I mean I've found it myself I've done loads of running over the last couple of years but it's not always it's it doesn't always solve the problems that that you have and I've I've done some therapy and stuff as well recently too to try and address other things within my life really and it's kind of like the running will give you I think it's 
to a degree, it, it, it's like it can give you that bit more confidence to be able to take the other steps. I don't know if that's something you've found as well. Absolutely. I think, as I mentioned, the sense of achievement, I think that, you know, this improving the, you know, it serves a purpose, I think, running. I think for me, I can only speak from my, own, you know, my own story is that I think that that sense of achievement really kind of gave me that, gave me that confidence, that self-esteem to then move on to the next step. You know, it's like, right, okay, I'm, my head's above water, you know, a little bit how antidepressants can work, you know, these kind of things can, they're, they're, um, they kind of help to, I always use the analogy of kind of people who are suffering from, from depression can feel like they're drowning, but if they take some, if they're, um, take some antidepressants and it's lucky that it works, it kind of helps to lift the head above the water. So then they can start to fix some things around, around that, you know? And so I think that that's important to see that something that works can be a tool to lead on to something else. And actually going back to the conversation with, with, with Hannah, she actually said when she had some therapy, that it, it it kind of ended up being a virtuous circle in that the running maybe wasn't enough, but when the therapist spoke to her, he part of what he spoke to her was about was all the amazing things she'd achieved through running. Yes. And, and that boosted her, that made her think, oh, I can do stuff. I can do this and the other stuff as well. So it really kind of helped her to concentrate on stuff like that. I think it works quite well in that way. Absolutely. And I think that I could probably give myself a little bit more credit, you know, um, you know, with with kind of, what I have achieved because maybe about 10 years ago, I'd never believed that I was in this position. So I think that, you know, working with a therapist and doing some um, self-reflection afterwards could really help me feel a little bit better about how I have kind of um, recovered a, a great deal um, after the addiction issues. But I, like, like we said, I think that running, ideally, I wouldn't like to speak for everyone, but I think that it can be used to complement other things and other things can used to complement the running as well and I think you've got to be wise you know I think it's fantastic that people run and it helps themselves but I think that it's good to keep mindful and to and to see you know like you said it's pushed them a bit forward so therefore you know might give them confidence to kind of dig a little bit deeper and see how they can improve their um, life in other aspects. Yeah and I think actually that's been part of this journey as well hasn't it because you've got the running going and that's actually persuaded you to say right I'm going to embrace some of the creative side of myself which I think you said you'd you've kind of left behind a bit and now you're doing these vlogs and other things to to, to boost what you're doing T tell everyone about those yeah absolutely so that's another thing is I think that um I'd, I think I'm a bit of a creative person so I think that I need to create I even feel self-conscious talking about that but I don't really know how to word it but I think that I I used to write music a long time ago and I really enjoyed it, but I think that I've I've found a bit of a lot of stumbling blocks when it comes to that. So I think that this project ticks a lot of boxes for me. I think that it gets me out running. Uh, that's the first one. The second one is that it helps for the awareness for, for mental health and to maybe point some people in the right direction for support. And it raises funds for, for the charity as well. It also gets me creating. So I've been making these vlogs. I know that you've seen a couple and I think I've had... A real big fun I've had, a, I've had a lot of fun making them and it's got me into a state of flow quite quite a bit and I haven't experienced that for quite a while you know you just kind of get lost in something and time just goes by you either forget to eat or maybe sometimes sleep you notice it's like 2am and you need to get in so that's been another aspect of this it's been really good 
Yeah, I love them. I, I just think they're they're quite they're quite funny as well, and obviously they have that serious message underneath them. I can see you almost blushing because I'm praising your vlogs, but but the, you're allowed you're allowed to be proud of them because basically this is a podcast, which means I'm a creative person as well. So we there's no hiding under a bushel when we're on this. No, I know it's so strange because I'm so I mean I'm a I'm an absolute clown really, you know, but I'm also a bit self conscious of it and. You know, when I let go, it's I think that I, I have fun and I'd like to think that it's it's fun to watch, you know, because I probably do the things that people wish they could do in public, you know, sometimes. And I'd like to think that more will come out. You know, I was a I was a, a real clown at school. It, 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 I don't think I really put my energy into into being a clown at school. I think it got me sent out of the class a bit too much and um, it got me sent out and I didn't really get a lot of things done. I, I did struggle in school and I think that now I'm starting to realise where I can channel that energy and uh, to be that clown. Yeah, but also I think I've also enjoyed kind of incorporating it with the serious element of the of the subject. And I'd like to think that it kind of goes quite well because I think that with mental health, you've also got to have, if you're talking about this, you've got to have a good sense of humour and, and, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a, a, a danger with a, with a subject like mental health that it can all get a little bit, dare I say, depressing. Absolutely. And I think that it can be a way to really kind of get people into it. If there's something that's kind of lighthearted as well about it, then people might stick with it and watch it or look at it. And I think that helps. Yeah, no, absolutely. So when it comes to your running and you and you picked it up, did you find that you were a natural runner? Was it something you were, well, is it something you're, you're, you're good at or do you just have to work really hard to slog through it? Do you know what, Craig? I don't have a clue. I really haven't. I mean, I don't have a lot of running friends. And this is another reason why I did the project is to kind of like um, get in touch with people, chat about stuff. It's been a real personal experience for me. Maybe a little bit too much. It's got insular at times. Um, so I can't really compare. I, I think that I struggle to kind of strike a balance a little bit with how much running I was doing. I mean, I think I've got okay times um, and my pace is all right. I haven't struggled with injury a lot. So I think that maybe maybe my body's all right for it. I've been very lucky in that respect. I think that I've reached a point where I'm starting to, I feel up until now, I've kind of just run, I've just gone out. I'm still going out and just running. I'm doing a little bit of um, due diligence with looking at my pacings and kind of going with negative splits as you're going along and that kind of thing. But I, I haven't really focused a lot on my on my diet, on getting my sleep proper, you know, I or, or strength training. I know you this pops up quite a lot. I've just I think you said you're not too you have you've kind of neglected that element of your running. I don't know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I feel and that is it. It's, again, it comes down to self-consciousness. When I'm talking to people, it's like, okay, even the fact that I don't know much about strength training, but I'm I'm I am gonna I am gonna jump into that and start to look at you know not overcomplicate things I don't think I think that's good you know just to kind of even three or four exercises apparently can be really good just in between in between the runs yeah well I can definitely plugging myself here and what we've done have a listen to um, Jeremy Singh's podcast with us and to David Abbott's because they're both really helpful particularly on people just starting out but but I do find it really interesting with 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 running because most of us probably start out just wanting to go for a run and just enjoying it to get some headspace to get out in the country for maybe because we want to do part run and be part of a community or whatever and then there's this other element of oh nutrition and uh sleep and strength training and all that sort of thing and i know i found it myself for a while that i, I was always thinking i don't want to do that 
I do other things properly. I go to work. I I, I do a podcast maybe or, or whatever else. All these things are quite serious. I almost wanted my running to be a bit more where I didn't have to think about it. I just would stick on my trainers and go for a run. Now, that's not to say that all those things aren't hugely important. They obviously are, and they'll make you a better runner. But I do think sometimes there's a, a really interesting balance on it. I, I don't know if you found that. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting point. I don't think there's a correct or a right way to go about it. You know, it's like, well, if you get to this point, you need to start looking at your strength training, increasing your pace. It's like, how can it suit your life? You know, and I think that you said about you've got work and this, that, and either, and you're balancing loads of things. I think it's the same with people who just like like to stick to 5K, you know, they like just to run 5Ks. That doesn't mean that they, you know, I think some people look at that and think, well, why don't you go a bit further, you know, as if it's better. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're hopefully all doing this whatever level we're at, whatever sort of times to to enjoy it as well. And the main reason I'm trying to look at some strength training is because I've sort of upped my distance and it hurts a lot more if you don't do that training. Uh, no, of course, definitely. And it just could not be a bit overwhelming for people to to take on a bit a bit more than that, to go that a little bit further. And I think everyone in their own time will get there. But yeah, I noticed you did a, was it a 50k over in Cambridgeshire or something? What was it? Well, the thing I did over in Cambridgeshire was that was a looped thing. And that was, I ended up doing about 22 miles, but that was all kind of part of a, a training and a warm up for a, it, it was 30 miles I did. So, which is pretty much, but not quite 50K. I did that in Northampton, which is where I'm based for, it was a, a charity run. So uh, yeah, that was the one I did. And in typical fashion for me, I get to about 18, 22 miles and everything kind of breaks down and I'm just a crawling mess for the rest of it. So. It's inexplicable, isn't it? Those feelings yeah. that you feel and uh, you just, you're just running and you kind of, you can, you, you know, your, your legs are moving, but you don't know how you feel like it's almost an out of body experience and you just keep and go, yeah, I, you just get your head down and go. That's happened to me with in a couple of marathons recently. I'm thinking about actually I'm at a point another point where I, I want to try and up my I'd like to try ultras I think I'm almost ready for that I think I want to kind of include it in the project I think it might be quite a nice addition so I'm in the process at the minute I bought a couple of books I'm, I'm kind of researching into how to move from from 42k to 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 more basically um I you know like like yourself I think I'm just astounded how people can can run that far I I have a family member who who ran 182k or something you know up in north in Brittany and it took him I don't know whether it was I think it was 27 hours you know and people can't get their head around it if you told some people don't know much about running they're like oh that's not possible you know it's, I think it's super inspiring I look at it and I just think how we, it, you know yeah it just really is it's crazy we we, we had a Ben Davis and, and Richard Wilcox on who did a 145 mile canal run the other week. And I'm just like, how do you just keep going? But ultra running is quite interesting. And I haven't, I mean, apart from that one thing, which was very seat in my pants, I've not done a lot of it, but I do know some people who will basically turn around and tell you that 50 K is bizarrely easier than a marathon because with the marathon, you've sort of got this thing. I mean, you don't have to run it flat out, but you'll generally think about trying to run it the whole distance and maybe going for a time whereas with a 50k i think almost the, the mindset is different there's a, there's the idea that right from the start i'm gonna have to walk at some time i'm gonna walk inclines i'm gonna uh walk run the whole thing or whatever and and in a way that gives you more more unless you're elite gives you a bit more scope to do that run without killing yourself sure do you, do you think there's a general consensus that as you move through the distances 
it's kind of like just do the same but a bit more do you think past the marathon or past 50k there's a lot more different things you have to do what do you think the com- the narrative what's the commentary on that do you think like I'm far from an expert, but from the people I've spoken to, it would be exactly that thing I was talking about before. Once you get sort of past the marathon distance, you you will walk into a far more relaxed walk run type scenario where you'll um, where you will walk up the hills and so on. You know, if we're talking about people who are doing this at the real elite level, of course they'll 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 run it. But but even even your people doing like the UTMB and so on will will still be walking up the very hardest inclines and so on at ultra distance so yeah it's a lot more relaxed and and you hear stories about people will have basically huge meals as they're going around which you probably never do when you're having a marathon no no yeah exactly so i think that's probably the distance but uh yeah the big difference but i'm not the uh the expert at that by any means could could you see yourself doing doing some longer distances up up, up in the hills or in the mountains and such I'd like to do an official ultra because I've got a couple of friends who've done it and I always get grief off them that I've only done marathons. <laughs> oh, that's it, especially like maybe like road race, road racing as well. It's a bit like one of those things. It's like, you know, they do say that once you go from, I've had a few people say once you go from road running up to up to the ultras, you know, it's you don't really look back so much. You get kind of, it's another addiction, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the, I mean, I, I just know whether you've done just more road running stuff, but I, I've really got into the trails and getting out into, I mean, if you talk about headspace, getting out into the real countryside and the woods and the trails is, is fantastic. I think that, again, you know, there's a lot, <laughs> I'm promising myself a lot here, but I think that I think that I would like to move towards that as well, you know, because there's more to think, it's, you know, you can, there's more to navigate, isn't there? There's the, there's the, yeah, and the scenery as well. Yeah, hundred percent. For me, the scenery is is just a, a massive part of why I why I go out and do it do a trail, even if it's only like uh, five or six miles, just to get out there in the in the in the woods, go through the trees and so on. It's you know it, it's much better than just jogging around your block again and again. And actually, the funny thing about it that I found is you you come off of the trails and you go onto the road, and suddenly you will be flying because it's so much easier to run on a boat. Yeah. They must do it must do very uh, vastly different things to to the to the mind and to the brain you know the difference between road running and, and up in the trails because you're having to concentrate so much more it must um and then on the on the roads it's just leaves you time to to think a lot more as well doesn't it or, or listen to stuff um so yeah two completely different things almost yeah no they they, they they definitely are I'm interested Tom in the amount of training you've had to do in terms of you, you're training for 10 marathons over a year you're yeah. uh, you're obviously busy getting qualifications as well where do you find the time to fit in training yeah I'd love to be able to tell you that I've been super disciplined um but I I've uh, the one thing the one thing I can say the one bit of credit I can give myself is that I've kind of gone out uh, you know that point where you're just like I'm not too sure I can fit that in and as soon as there's one bit of doubt you know, whether it's really hot and, you know, you've only got that space uh, in the middle of the day or whether or not it's it's raining first thing in the morning, it's black out, you know, it's dark outside. Um, I have gone out. I've, I've done that thing where I'm going to go out and I'm going to do that. Um, I think that that's kind of really helped me because I think that's where people can kind of come a bit, um, you know, undone really there if, they, if they're not into that. It really is a case of getting out. Yeah, first thing in the morning is probably the best thing because then it's done. It sounds like I'm trying to get rid of it, but it's it's just it's just then you know you feel that satisfaction. Okay, I've I've, I've done that. 
And just because we're we're starting to uh, tick down a little bit on the on the time and so on, do you want to just tell people where they can uh, where they can see what you're doing, where they can go to sponsor you, where they can watch those vlogs? We'll, we'll get the vlogs up. We'll make people watch them. Okay, so I do have a YouTube channel and I do have a Facebook and an Instagram, as you do. And by the time you've maybe sorted this out, I'll have probably got the website up and running, and that is going to be runningforcalm.com. And they'll have a lot of the information on there about um, a little bit about me, a little bit about what I'm trying to do, why I'm doing the project and what I expect from the project and uh, a lot of links on there. And there will be a link to the Just Giving page. So, yeah. And in the future, I'd like to expand it a little bit into, you know, a place where I can I where I can share my stories and maybe, you know, show people tools and, and this, that and the other. It won't just be vlogs about the marathons, you know, so I can talk maybe about how breathing techniques, you know, like the Wim Hof breathing techniques and kind of things around that, how that's really helped and such. Just finally, when's the when's the next big day? When's the next marathon? The next one, I'm having a little bit of a break. I've I've done five already, and it's quite and it's quite early on, so I need a little bit of a break. I think just to kind of pace myself. The next one is, I believe it's August the 21st, and it's in Reykjavik, Iceland. So I'm going to do that one. That'll be quite nice, yeah. Oh uh, well, that'll be uh, almost like a homecoming for you. It is absolutely. To be honest with you, Iceland feels a little bit more like home. So it's going to be it's going to be really nice that one. I'm going to really enjoy that one. Not not too cold. It's not so bad. So, I mean, it's a bit like here, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, but it, it could it could be up to, you know, 16 to 20 if you're really lucky, but, it, you know, it could go down to six or seven. Oh, do you know what? Six or seven is not too bad of temperature when you're doing a marathon, is it? No, not at all. That's right. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining us today on Running Tales. It's been an absolute pleasure, Craig. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Tom for joining us on this week's Running Tales podcast. I hope you enjoyed his story as much as I did. If you do enjoy the Running Tales podcast, then you'll probably also like our newsletter and website over at Substack. You can find it at runningtales.substack.com. It contains a host of articles and you can subscribe to get full access to our newsletter sent directly to your inbox for just £5 a week. We also have free membership, which will give you access to weekly updates. So simply visit that address, runningtales.substack.com, to get even more from your Running Tales experience. We'll be back with the normal podcast next week. If you like what you hear here, make sure to give us a review and a rating wherever you listen. And I'll see you next week for more Running Tales.